Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Phillips Levin of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So, Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference and the four teams that will be joining us soon, especially UCF, who we'll be talking about today. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. We are back after a brief hiatus because it's been all over the place. Look, sick pregnant wife, sick kids. I have been sick, flu, pneumonia, no voice. Here we are. Uh, we're just giving you a, a quick episode today. I actually recorded an interview on Monday with the head coach, the UCF softball program that was supposed to run midweek, but then, you know, pneumonia kind of wrecked all that. Uh, head coach of UCF softball program, Cindy Ball Malone, a.k.a. Coach Bear. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get that interview here for you. It's pretty much the same. Slight change. They did face Houston this weekend. They did suffer their first loss in conference play. They went 2-1, and one, won that series with Houston. Still just one loss in AAC play. UCF absolutely playing for a chance to host a regional this year. She has got that program on an upward trajectory as they prepare to head to the Big 12. That is big for Big 12 softball. So, Coach Bear, fantastic interview. Stick around for that. 
Look, the schedule for the next few weeks is going to be weird here on the show. I would love to promise two episodes every week, but I can't right now. I've got a lot of show ideas. I've got notes that I want to go over. I want to talk transfer portal. I want to wrap up spring football. Uh, obviously, softball and baseball coming toward the end of their seasons, heading into the postseason. We're going to want to hit both of those really hard. I got a wife with a baby in her belly that is ready to pop out at any moment. And so when that happens, I will take a week off from this show. I'm going to try and have some pre-prepped content for you guys so that you don't have to continue to go without episodes of this show. Just got to do the best we can and understand that life is life. You guys get it. You're cool. I'm cool. Well, sometimes. I'm here. Uh, but I appreciate you guys understanding, uh, sticking with us. Make sure you're listening to every show in the network. More importantly... Homefield Apparel, continuing their updates, refreshes of the lines they've already released, and the upcoming week is going to include two refreshes for two Big 12 schools, West Virginia and Houston. This week, two refreshes. That's new shirts for West Virginia fans, new shirts for Houston fans. So remember our promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. You can take advantage of those with your first purchase. 15% off your first purchase at Homefield Apparel with promo code NETWORK12. Refreshes for West Virginia, refreshes for Houston. More refreshes coming. And I did denounce big new Saturday season four this summer. It's coming this summer. It's big. It's big. I know there are going to be some excited fans whose schools have not yet been released, who are going to, who have not bought yet. Just remember that promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1. To always get you 15% off your first order at Homefield Apparel, the home of the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find anywhere. I'm rocking one of my shirts tonight as I record this intro. So, we should have an episode on Thursday. The hope and the plan is to talk softball and baseball. Softball and baseball this week. I have a plan in place for a few other things coming up, but we'll do the best we can right now. Life is life. Sometimes it gets in the way. This is a passion project. I love doing this. And, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be frank. Uh, well, I'll be Philip, but I'll also be honest. Um, I can't say that the, the break hasn't been beneficial to me. Has it kind of re-revved the juices a little bit? Still not 100%. I'm getting there. As you can hear, the voice is not normal yet. So do us a favor. Keep listening. Listen to every show in the 1012 network. Every show that's putting out content on a regular basis. Feels like 45 for the Oklahoma State fans. Tortillas and Takes for the Texas Tech fans. Scott and Holman Podcast for the Houston fans. Raspy Voice Kids for West Virginia. Cyclone Family Podcast for Iowa State. Rock Chalk Podcast for Kansas. Midwest Madness Podcast. Men's and Women's Basketball. Yeah. Fire the Cannon for Texas. I know they've been a little bit of a hiatus. They'll be back. Don't worry. Between Two Bears. Tutu Bears is our Baylor podcast. It is a hoot and a half. It's a great time. So check out every show on the network. Go find the one for you, the one that covers your team. Go listen to them all. They just they just do a fantastic job. You're going to find something you're going to enjoy on every single show, whether you love that team or not. And this is the offseason. You want to learn more about Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, West Virginia? Go listen to those podcasts, okay? Everything in the 1012 network. We love our shows. We love them. All of them. My little little kids. Okay? Just love them to death. All so adorable. Just give them a little noogies. Ugh. Give us a follow on Twitter at 1012 network. T-E-N, the number 12 of the word network. On Instagram at 1012 pod. P-O-D. 
Leave us a rating and a review, please. I know we've been a little bit inconsistent, but this is a great time. This is a great time to leave us a five-star review, five-star rating and a review, especially if you listen on iTunes, listen on Good Pods, listen on Spotify. It does really help us out. It's the easiest free way to just, just help us out. Okay, It really does help us out. and It tells us that you enjoy the work that we're doing, which, look, I love doing this, but a little positive reinforcement, a little, little positive gratification certainly doesn't hurt. It's good to know that people enjoy the work that you're doing and the time and energy you're putting into this. So uh, do me a favor if you haven't yet, if you haven't thought about it, if you listen on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, leave us five stars, leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. All right, excellent interview. Coming up right now, we should be back on Thursday. I should sound 100%. Everything is a should. Fingers crossed that kid doesn't pop out tomorrow. Let's get to it. There's only one place to get the best daily audio coverage of the Kansas Jayhawks, and that's here on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Join me, your host, Andy Metz, every weekday as we go through all the biggest stories affecting your favorite college teams, whether that's football, basketball, tennis, soccer, baseball, softball, volleyball, or any other team that the Kansas Jayhawks put forward. If there's a story to cover, we grab a guest from across the sports landscape and bring that story to you. Find it now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey there, 1012 Network listeners. This is Dustin from the Scott Nolan Podcast, the original Houston Cougar athletics podcast, and the latest member of the 1012 Network. Uh, my co-host, Sam, do you want to tell the fine folks what the Scott Nolan Podcast is all about? I sure do. We come on here at least once a week, and we talk all things going on in the world of Houston Cougar sports. Plus, we usually find time for some of what's going on in our future conference, our current conference, and really the college sports world at large. We're not just a football, men's basketball podcast. We really pride ourselves here on the fact that every single team that wears the Scarlet and Albino in Houston and their jerseys gets time on our show. Plus, from time to time, we bring on some guests ranging from opposing team experts to even former Olympic great Carl Lewis. So be sure to search the Scott and Holman podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, we spell podcast P-A-W-D cast because we are oh so funny like that. Obviously, we're coming to the end of the 2022 softball season, at least the regular season that is, with just a few weeks left to play. Uh, and, and I want to spend some time looking at one of the future Big 12 teams and a team currently who's having a fantastic year, and that is the UCF. And I mean, a fantastic year. Wins this year over Georgia Texas, Ole Miss, and Virginia Tech. So there's a lot that they have accomplished sitting at 37 and 10 so far and 9 and 0 in conference play in the AAC. I'm very excited to have joining us today the head coach of the UCF softball program. That is Coach Cindy Ball Malone, also known as Coach Bear. Uh, coach Bear, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, I have to, I have to ask off the top. Uh, where does the uh, where does the Bear nickname come from? Yeah, so it's something that the name came from when I played um, back in travel ball. I mean, when I was younger, everyone called me the teddy bear. I was always bigger than everybody, but maybe not as aggressive. Um, I kind of was, you know, the the soft, gentle giant. Um, But then in travel ball, um, I played for the, the SoCal Choppers, so Gary and Dean Fawcett. And I would travel with them. They had this, like, big green suburban. And I remember, like, after games, I would just hop in the back and pass out after games. And um, and I would tell them, like, yeah, I left everything on the field, you know, and I, I've got to recruit. But 
they would say I hibernate like a bear. So then the nickname stuck. And um, when I got to college, I, I thought, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to be able to get away from this bear name. And um, it just so happened that my college coach, our assistant coach, Coach Tar, uh, knew the faucets. And so when she went recruiting, um, they said, oh, how's Bear doing? And so then she came back calling me that. Um, and then when I got, you know, a coaching gig, uh, my, my own head coaching gig at the junior college level, I said, okay, I'm just going to be coach. I'm just going to be coach ball. But then I went back to work at Washington with Coach Tar, and she introduced me as Coach Bear. And, you know, with recruiting, everyone kind of liked it. So I was like, okay, I just have to embrace this. And it's just been there ever since. That's awesome. I think Coach Bear is a great nickname. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you for embracing it. And obviously, I mean, with a nickname like that, you would expect somebody who's had a lot of success. And I would say you certainly have, including at your time at UCF here. And, and I, the last two seasons, last year was incredible, uh, an appearance in, in regional play. And you guys put up a heck of a fight against Florida State two times in the Tallahassee Regional. And now, as we mentioned this season, you're sitting here at 37-10, and 10, undefeated in, in American play. And ranked in the top 25, top 15 in the RPI. I mean, it does feel like this is building towards what could be just a historic season for UCF softball. Yeah, I mean, um, when I took the job and, you know, I got hired, one of the things that was posed to me was, you know, they they wanted UCF to host a regional. And so um, I just thought that was really exciting, you know. I Okay, well – you know what needs to happen in order for that to, you know, come about. And so the support from our administration for our travel and hosting and um, tournaments and having big teams in and, you know, all the stuff that goes around that um, has the, the backing for that has been awesome. And so it's, it's been able to come about, but I think that the real story is, um, you know, bringing it to our, our athletes attention and then them, making it their own. And I mean, when we announced in September that we were going to make the move to the big 12, um, we were supposed to host the American conference tournament this year, really in 2020, but they, when that got canceled, the season got canceled, they pushed it to 2022. And um, two days after we, you know, announced, we found out that we were not going to be able to host, they're taking it away and moving on to the next one. And I got a text message from one of our athletes, Shannon Doherty, and she said, well, they can take away the conference tournament, but they can't take away hosting regionals. And so, I mean, we know it's not a guarantee. We know it's really tough to do, um, but that's coming from our athletes. And so, you know, it's just they know that they've had this tough road ahead of them. The schedule is – I keep looking at it even looking back at it and saying like, who is this crazy scheduler who did this? Like it's nuts. There's all the, there's no break. And I'm not even talk, like, talking day breaks. There's no break on who we're playing either. And I mean, pinch me where you said we're 37 and 10. And I think the biggest thing is really feeling like it doesn't feel like 37 and 10 because we are constantly wanting to get better. And so, like I said, we're, you know, we talk about a historic year, but we want this to stick. UCF's not going anywhere. Um, they want to leave a legacy. The athletes talk about leaving it better than they found it. And, um, you know, their goal is to continue to support their team, and they want to see their team playing at OKC. 
I want to talk about the future with the Big 12 a little bit more here in a minute. But, I mean, looking at this year, I mean, again, you guys have scheduled phenomenally well to part in the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational, faced off against teams like Wisconsin, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, as we mentioned, Florida State. Uh, you've had James Madison, Florida multiple times, Ole Miss, as we mentioned. You, you opened the season with a win over, at the time, number 12, Georgia. I watched that game. That was a very good game. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, it was my first taste of really paying attention to UCF softball since I knew you guys were joining the Big 12, and uh, we've tried to focus more on softball this season because I think it's just, it's incredible. And and with two girls, I'm going to be honest, I want my kids to play softball because that sounds like fun. Uh, a three-game series for Virginia Tech, I mean, you have not held back on your scheduling by any stretch. Yeah, um, and, and that's what I said. I mean, I feel like um, it's a blessing and it's a curse because you know, we are, we stayed healthy throughout the whole time. And, but I would say, you know, just this break couldn't have, of Easter break and having, we took an extra day off today, even. Um, our team has worked hard and they've grinded and it's, it's been a tough, tough schedule in season and we've had so much success. And I think that that's what really speaks truly to our team and our culture of, I don't know that we're playing our best softball right now, um, but we're winning. And we've got dominant pitching, um, and that's you know, usually keeps you in the game, and we're getting the clutch hit when we need to. And So I think, yes, that the, the schedule has been awesome to put us in the place that we're at, um, but as human beings, um, I'm loving that we got a couple of days off to just, like, be human beings and – We'll get back at it together um, tomorrow and take it easy going it, you know, the next couple of days because we're going to go into a pretty tough series. But that's been the big thing for me with this schedule that we've had and just kind of learning the ups and downs and, like, riding the emotions. Um, you know, that win against Georgia um, was huge. And I felt like, and, and we talked as a staff, too, after the Minnesota game the next day that, our emotions were still so high from that Georgia game like that. We were, we had a sellout crowd. We had a walk off extra inning game. And I felt like we didn't recover from it. Right. And that's just, you know, learning what, what we're doing with our schedule and learning our team and our success. And um, it's been a fun process going through that. So that's why I say a blessing and a curse. Um, but I mean, I, a curse is a bad word to use. I would say more of a, um, just like a positive, healthy struggle, but, uh, it, it, it does catch up to you. So I, I love that we're still putting W's in the, in the win, in the win column and, um, we're checking that off, but I want to see us get back to us playing smooth and free and loose and driving the ball a bit more. As you mentioned the schedule, uh, you guys have three final conference uh, weekend series left, three-game series at Houston, three-game series at home against Tulsa, and then three-game series against Wichita State. Uh, Houston and Wichita State currently sitting second and third in the AAC standings, both those on the road. How much do you feel like the challenges of this the non-conference schedule have prepared you for the end of the season here? Oh, I, I think that it's been huge for us. You know, we, we have stayed calm even in moments of, like, Saturday, you know, we finished the game. We're on defense. We're up by one run. They have two runners on and um, one of their hotter hitters up at the plate. And 
we're just we're we're so confident because we've been in all those moments. Um, so it, it has definitely prepared us for um, conference play. But I mean, I will tell you, just like the rivalries in conference, and I mean, you're seeing it across all all the conferences here. But the Americans tough, and it doesn't matter one through seven. You know who's who's at the top or bottom. Like we're feisty and we compete. We're like it's just like that. It, so it's tough. To, to beat anyone three games. Um, and so I've, I'm just really proud of how they're going about, you know, playing clean ball. And like I said, it, you know, I'd, I'd love to say we have the cushion of five, six run lead in any of the games, but they've been some close ones. But, you know, we're setting people out. And um, I, I credit that to the challenges that we've had throughout the year, the teams that we've played, the like, dynamite offenses that we've, we've faced. Um, as a pitching staff and as defense, a, a defensive team, it's just been awesome to be able to be in those moments and stay calm. I mean, we're we're a team of 15 underclassmen, and when you watch us play now, you don't see that. You know, there was there were some <laughs> some uh, little glimpses of that in our second week of season, um, especially at St. Pete, where it was like, what are we doing? You know, and then they'd come back with some big hits. Um, That Texas game really sticks out to me. And you've seen both, you know, Texas and us um, really turn it on ever since we we met up back in that second week of uh, season. So I definitely think that it um, has helped us and prepared us for what's to come. You mentioned the youth on this team from a, a hitting standpoint. I mean, you have a lot – your best hitters are sophomores and freshmen outside of Denali uh, Shopacker. Like, she's the only senior. This is a young roster that is playing incredibly well. Jada Cody has been very impressive, leaves the team in RBIs with 57, home runs with 10. How much have growth have you seen from, from this young roster from last year to this year? And, and how much higher do you think their ceiling is, not just through the end of this year, but potentially into 2023? Yeah, um, you know, we, we do have I'm, – I'm going to have to throw in another name, Justine Molina. She's our other senior. Um, she typically hits in the bottom of the lineup, and I call her Quiet Thunder because she goes unnoticed quite a bit. But, I mean, she was the reason why we swept this last weekend. Um, so Den- Denali and Justine, you know, really lead our our offense, but they're they're kind of the quiet quiet leaders when it comes to that because our youngsters are just so loud <laughs> and um, you know, they're loud with their bats. And so I, we are having, um, you know, some individual uh, season highs with Jada Cody and her RBI and um, even Kennedy Searcy and some of the things she's doing, bouncing back from her, her um, injury last year and Shannon Doherty, the, I think they call her the, the queen of walk-offs. Um, so, I mean, it, it's awesome to have and to know that, that that part of our lineup is going to be around for a really long time. Um, they they know how to flow together and work together, and, you know, I can change the lineup a little bit when, you know, kind of riding their wave of you know, what what's going on. Like, everyone can't stay in the green the green light or in the zone um, the entire year. So it's, it's awesome for one to kind of pick up where the other one left off. But... Um, no, I definitely think uh, everything that we've gone through, you know, our lineup, I, I don't think our freshmen are, are acting like freshmen. You've got Ashley Griffin and 
uh, Lala Macario down there at the bottom. That are, I mean, they've come up clutch in some key situations, um, in some pressure pressure moments of games. And so if we're doing that in their freshman year, it's exciting to have those freshmen and sophomores together for three years. The walk-off queen, Janet Doherty, responsible for three of UCF's four walk-off wins this season. What a nickname to have. That is, that's fantastic. Uh, while you have youth at hitting, you do have an, an older and more experienced uh, group of pitchers on the mound, led by Gianna Mancha, who has had a fantastic season. Her 137 strikeouts this year would be th- it's the third most in the Big 12 if you guys are part of the conference, in case anybody wants to understand just how good she has been. I've had the pleasure of watching her pitch. She is incredible. I mean, how how big is having somebody you just you just feel so confident on the mound? How much confidence does that give the rest of the team? Yeah. I I mean it's huge. It's um I mean talk about her stats and I you know we've done I, I want to credit our pitching staff because one of our goals was we want to keep Gianna at a minimum of, of like a certain of innings that we wanted her to hit prior to conference tournament and postseason because we wanted to keep her fresh. We didn't want to overthrow her and really Kayma Woodall coming in, you know, you've got Grace Jewell and Caitlin Felton who have all, all four, three of them have had great starts and then can't look past. I call her the, the annoyer, um, Angelina DeVoe. I mean, our bullpen just works so well together and it's allowed, um, Gianna Mancha to you know, be fresh and, and stay hot. And, you know, you talk about those numbers, but I've, I've really not thrown her in some games that maybe typically I would throw her in. Um, and so it's, it's been awesome to give those starts to some of our youth. Like you said, you know, Caitlin Felton and Grace Jewell have some starts against some big time teams and they've got that under their belt going into next year. Um, but, you know, to stay fresh and stay strong at the end of the year, that's been the, the main thing for us. And, you know, so many, so many of the teams that we face, getting less looks at our, our number one and number two, if you will, um, is, is super important, you know, and we're still winning games by doing that. So um, I think that's been key, you know, and the competition in the bullpen has been key as well. But, you know, Deanna has worked her tail off. Uh, she stayed all summer the last two years on her own, uh, you know, in the weight room, hadn't missed a one of, hadn't missed one of her voluntary lifts, um, brought people with her as far as like teammates. I mean, she had a group of like 12 people here training over the summer. Uh, and, and that's all, all done without coaching, you know, cause coaches can't be with our players at the, in, in the summer. And, um, Gianna said she got a taste of it. She was in the, the regional final. Um, she wants, that conference tournament, like she speaks very directly. She's not afraid to say what she wants. And she wants a conference tournament championship. She wants um, to host regionals. She's Her eyes are set on super regionals. And so she knows that you know, she had to do, do her work to get that done. And one of the coolest things I'm going to say is um, in our walk-off win, Gianna threw great, I think, five or six innings against uh, Georgia. And Kama came in and shut it down. And the very first thing, like after the game, Gianna goes and puts her arm around her and says, I told you we were going to have a good year. And just like hearing, you know, them say it, like we're not even having to do it. So it's, it's just been awesome to see how they 
they work together um, and they, they know their strengths and they know how they really complement each other. One of the things we've talked about here on the podcast is, you know, eventually Oklahoma and to Texas are going to leave for the SEC. And look, no shot at UCF or, or Houston or BYU coming in, but there's no way you can replace what Oklahoma is as a softball program. Uh, it, it, it's, it just can't. Uh, and Texas to some extent. Um, but I think you guys are the team that I am I am most excited about because I feel like for the teams remaining, especially Oklahoma State, who feels like a team that is right there, consistently competing for Oklahoma City, Women's College World Series, and the other programs that will remain in Baylor, Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Kansas that are have had his periods of success. Um, they're going to need teams to come in and, and up the competition level to help keep the Big 12 competitive and getting multiple teams in the postseason. I think UCF is sitting in a spot where you guys should be able to arrive and immediately provide that quality conference opponent that everyone's going to need. I'm curious from your standpoint, though, I know we don't know if it's going to be 23 or 24 when UCF finally arrives, but what are you guys already kind of doing to prepare yourselves to, to join the Big 12? Well, I, you know, that's kind of been um, – I, I've been preparing to be in, in this position since I got here. Um, that message has been uh, pretty clear to me when Danny White hired me and then when with Terry Mahajer now as our um, athletic director – you know, they talked about they, they want to be at the best. Um, they really they want to be at the top. They wanted us to get into uh, a super regional and then, like, move towards the World Series. So I think what's exciting, um, whether we go in in 23 or 24, what's exciting for us is that we're going to have the opportunity to play against Oklahoma and Texas, you know, for at least one or two years, depending on what that looks like. Um, before they leave and I know what you had said of like replacing them but you know we could we could do it a little different and I think we were on our way of doing that Um, so being being in the big 12 um, getting that support um, you know we're getting different looks now from different recruits and athletes and we're not having to go as hard to like let people know who UCF is like they, they know who they are now and or who we are. And um, I mean, some of the commits that we got in the, in the 23 class, I, I wasn't getting as early um, maybe a year or two ago. So I think, you know, moving in that direction, um, our, our goal and kind of what we're driving for is to, to keep the big 12 in a, in a strong standing and continue to keep moving it on. But, I think you're getting three feisty softball programs out of BYU, Houston, and UCF for sure. And that's just from having known, knowing the coaches and also, you know, playing and competing against them um, with the amount of support that we're going to get and just being in that, that uh, atmosphere. I, I, I see it definitely raising the bar for sure. Coach Bear, first off, again, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Um, I am very excited for UCF to join the Big 12. I'm excited to have you as a, as an amazing coach based off of your pedigree, a part of the Big 12 and the Big 12 softball culture. I think it's going to be a great fit. Uh, like we said, you guys are currently about number 15 in the RPI. That is as of Monday when I'm recording this. Um, how I just got to ask on this to wrap this up. 
the goal is to host a regional. RPI plays a big role in that. How do you guys feel right now? I know there's a lot still to play for. you got nine regular season games and a postseason tournament. But where you sit right now, how do you feel about the potential for UCF hosting a regional this year? I think that our resume looks really good amongst the people that we're going to maybe go up against. Um, what's tough for us is now, you know, our, our upcoming games, like we can't control that. All I know is our non-conference um, schedule is top 15 and having the record that we have, like we've done everything that we need to do. Um, you know, we can't help maybe some of the, the rankings of, you know, our, our conference um, and maybe we're not getting the SEC games in that, you know, all those other SEC teams or ACC or big 12. But um, I mean, if we're saying, if we can, you know, get back up there into the top 12, um, I think we've got a really good shot. You know, we've got uh, over 11 wins on top 50 teams. We still have an opportunity to play another top 50 team um, with Wichita state. Houston's starting to get rolling too. So, who knows what, you know, will happen there. So, I mean, I think we're in a, I think we've done everything we need to do. Um, but we understand that it, it's tough to, there's only 16 teams that get to do it. And so whatever, whatever happens, happens, but we're going to continue to do everything in our power to put us in the best position. Uh, going off D1 softball, a site that I love. It's fantastic. Uh, their non-conference strength and schedule ranking. You guys have the number five ranked or most difficult non-conference schedule. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, no bad wins, nothing out, nothing sub 50 in the RPI. And as you mentioned, Wichita State, really good this year. Huge opportunity with that series to close out the regular season. Coach Bear, uh, thank you again so much. Good luck to your ladies the rest of this year. I, I promise I will be rooting for you unless you're playing Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Uh, I, I feel if you're not hosting a regional, I'm going to feel – Real bad for whoever has to have you guys in theirs, because that's that's gonna be woof, uh, tough for them. Uh, good luck again. Thank you so much. And um, hey, I hope you guys I hope you guys achieve your goals this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Podcast Network.